even though the holidays have passed and we've settled back into our normal routines, a chill is still in the air and viruses continue to run rampant. This often means that you'll be getting a call from the school nurse saying your kid has a fever and needs to go home. Or maybe they got sick in the middle of the night and never even made it out of bed for the first bell. And though it can be hard for parents who have to go into the office or weren't expecting this surprise sick day, everyone can see that the child needs to stay home and rest. Which may be why there's often a double standard when it comes to mental health days. However, being in a bad mental state can manifest in physical ways. For example, extreme or toxic stress has been proven to cause headaches, cramps, insomnia, and can even alter DNA if it persists long enough. For a lot of kids, there really are physical symptoms and maybe they come from stress, so parents don't view them as quote unquote real. So I think the first step is to really don't assume that they're just trying to get out of school or that they're faking something. It's really important to open a dialogue where they feel safe and comfortable talking about their feelings and that we're not dismissive of them. That's Dr. Andrea Bonnier, a licensed clinical psychologist and author. She understands that it can be hard for parents to decipher whether their child is truly in need of a mental break or if they just want a free pass off of school. However, Bonnier says that's why it's important to have a foundation of regular discussions about stress, anxiety, depression, and emotions in general. The goal is to make your children comfortable talking through their emotions and being vulnerable so that there's always an open line of communication and sense of trust. Unfortunately, even with this healthy foundation, Bonnier says kids may not always realize that their symptoms are coming from stress, so parents need to stay alert and be aware of behavioral changes. As a parent, you can be empowered to observe how a kid is acting. Are there changes in their social lives? Are they eating differently? Are they sleeping differently? Does their mood really seem off? Because all of these things are real. You know, the mind-body connection is so strong that they're practically the same thing. We've all felt this connection one time or another. When we're so nervous that our stomach begins to hurt or we become physically sick, as adults, we have more experience to know how to calm ourselves down, but kids are still learning which tools work for them. And on top of that, the children of today seem to be at a higher risk of developing anxiety and depression than previous generations. The CDC's Youth Risk Behavior Surveillance System reports that suicidal thoughts and behaviors among young people had increased by nearly 40% in the 10 years before the pandemic, an event that's only exacerbated these issues. But how will giving your child a day off of school help? Well, Bonnier says it's not just an opportunity to play hooky. It's a chance to give your kids the tools they need to cope with hard emotions like stress and anxiety so that they're better prepared moving forward. So think about how can we use this time to get you stronger? Can we strategize some new coping mechanisms? Can we think about you talking to a professional if that's needed? Can we learn some relaxation exercises? Can we learn how to talk about our feelings and notice our symptoms a little bit better to do some sort of physical activity that helps the stress go away? Because this shouldn't be a free pass off from school. It really should be a situation where they're going to come back stronger and more energized because of the time off because otherwise if it's just a free pass off from school it's often harder to go back and that's where the school avoidance problem comes in children first learn basic coping strategies from watching their parents so make sure that you're setting a healthy example whenever you face obstacles 
There's various books, movies, and games that are aimed toward specific age groups that help kids recognize their emotions and self-soothe in a healthy manner. But it doesn't always have to be an all-day lesson. Not everyone is able to take the day off. Maybe there's a big test on the schedule or a class presentation they can't miss. In these cases, Banya recommends setting aside time after school to have a genuine conversation about their day. Don't rush it into the quick car ride home when they're still winding down from the long hours of education. Instead, grab your favorite snack or drink when you get home and carve out dedicated time. Let's sit down. Let's make a cup of tea. Let's hear how it went. I know it was really challenging for you. Giving them positive reinforcement to say, it was really tough. You were really worried about that presentation, but you really, really were able to come through for the group members. And how huge is that? Let's think about celebrating that. Let's think about talking about the tools that you used and making it part of a routine to talk about how they're feeling and how they're doing. And opening up that relationship and that trust in that way is really important. One argument against taking mental health days is that humans grow from adversity. Last year, Radio Health Journal interviewed resiliency expert Dr. Dennis Charney, who had his own test of strength when he was shot by his former employee. Charney was very clear that overcoming obstacles is a crucial aspect of growing as a human, but he also brought up that this success requires support. That support involves personal tools and mantras, as well as trusted friends and family who you can lean on, which means that this balance teeters on a fine line which is different for each person. We know that without a little bit of challenge, if we always, always avoid challenges, that actually makes the anxiety worse. So I would say it's really important to be explicit with your kids about what their tools are are. So go into these difficult situations with an arsenal of tools. Do I have breathing exercises? Am I journaling? Do I have my aromatherapy? Do I have affirmations that I tell myself? Do I have mindfulness techniques? Then you can ask them to talk about whether or not they felt like they worked because when they're, when the tools are working some, then you know that you're growing. Whereas if it's getting worse and worse and none of the tools feel like they're working and you're getting more and more anxious or your child is, that's when you know you're moving in the wrong direction and it might be time to consider some professional support as well. Just like with physical illnesses, we always want to use prevention as the first line of defense. We take vitamins, work out, and drink water all to stay healthy before we even feel the beginnings of a cold or stomach bug. The same should be true for our children. Mental health days can be reserved as a last resort, and our first courses of action are consistently talking with our kids about emotions, coping strategies, and even burnout. The goal isn't to give them a free day off of school, but instead to help them build their own arsenal of strategies to face future problems head-on without crippling fear or anxiety. You can find out more information about Dr. Andrea Bonnier and all of our guests on our website, RadioHealthJournal.org. For more behind the scenes, follow Radio Health Journal on Facebook, Instagram, and X. Our writer-producer is Kristen Farah. Our production manager is Jason Dickey. I'm Greg Johnson. Coming up next week on Radio Health Journal... You've taken away your spouse, your loved one, sent them into war or in the most adverse area. But now with the internet, you're able to talk, but unable to do anything. Do military families get the support they need? 
But first, can changing your diet save endangered animals? As a conservation biologist, you're often concerned with eating too much. But it occurred to me that maybe we could flip the script a bit and think about ways that we could use our appetite in a good way. All that and more on Radio Health Journal. I'm Elizabeth Westfield, host of Radio Health Journal. If you enjoy listening to Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show, Viewpoints, which covers a wide array of topics from education to history to the environment. Here's a preview of what they're covering this week on Viewpoints. When you have lawmakers that create systematic policies that are really only set up to favor people with deep pockets, then you have the rise of corporate industry taking over. Who is really profiting from the growing cannabis industry? Then... It's not just somebody angry at a school board meeting. It's how maybe an entire set of school librarians in one school district are afraid of going to jail. So they're going to remove whatever books might get them in trouble. The growing movement to ban controversial books. I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. Thank you for joining us this week and every week as we break down the science stories you need to know. You can find all of our past segments and guests on our website, radiohealthjournal.org, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and X for daily content. And tune in next week for another edition of Radio Health Journal.